Today we're going to talk about bringing kids to shul. Judaism places great emphasis on families and on being mechanich children and training them in the right things. So we're going to talk a little bit about today perspectives on bringing young children to shul. So first question is, why yes? Why would you bring a young child to shul if he's not necessarily ready to daven the whole thing, bekavana and everything of that nature? So the Gemara Chagigat of Gimlam tells us uh, with regard to the mitzvah of hakel that taf lama ba'im, why do we bring the children to hakel? They don't understand what's going on. Anyway, litein tzchar lemivi ehem, says Tosos on the spot, va'alzeh that's what we rely on when we bring children to shul. It's an interesting lashon, samchu, that we rely on it, as if inherently there's a problem, but it's worth it because we're, being, we're, we're going to get schar for wanting to bring our children into a holy environment. It probably relates to exposure to Kedusha, that that's what we want to. The Gemara tells the story of one of the Amorayim that, uh, that became great because his mother always exposed him to Mekomus HaKodesh, to holy places, to the base Medrash, and that Koltar, even though he didn't know what was going on, had an impact on him in some way. And therefore, if a child is consistently exposed to an environment of Kedusha, that could be something that's very beneficial for the child. And in fact, uh, the, in the side of the page there, Chagigat of Gimel points out that Tosus gets this from Mesecha Sofrim, where it says that it is the minag to bring children to, to shul, litain schar, to give schar lemeviyayad. So that's one reason why, yes, just to expose them to Kedusha, to give schar lemeviyayad. But then there's another reason why, yes, and that is, they, uh, the child ultimately, when he becomes a Barabbas Mitzvah, is going to have to know how to participate in tefillah. And how does one learn how to participate in tefillah if not by being mechanich the child to participate in tefillah? You can't be mechanichim at home. You have to be mechanichim by being able to see how it works. The Ramah writes in Ilchas Chazar Sashat in Simen Kuf Chav Dalid Siv Zayin V'yelamed Bonaf HaKatanim Sheyanu Amein that when the child is in shul you should teach him how to answer Amein at Chazar Sashat. Ki miyad shati we should teach the adults how to do it too. Ki miyad shati no go because as soon as a child knows how to answer Amen, he gets a chelik in Olam just for answering Amen. So it's worth, and, and it doesn't take a very old child to know how to answer Amen, to say that word. It's a very easy word to pronounce. So it sounds like we're talking about a very young child over here. He should be there for Chazar Sashatz to answer Amen. The Ramah in Kuf Memtes, Sif Alif, writes, When he talks about putting back the Sefer Torah, now you're supposed to walk the Torah back to the Yaron and stand there until the Yaron is closed, etc. He writes that there are some that say that you should bring the children to kiss the Torah. In order to show in order to show love for the Torah. And to encourage them in mitzvos. And that's the minag. So again, young children being brought in order to kiss the Torah. The Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tafresh Petasif Aleph adds that the minag is minag tov to bring children to hear Mikra Megillah in Shul as well. And the Bir Alacha points out we must be talking about children under the age of Chinuch, because if it's over the age of Chinuch, then Lechora, what do you mean, Minag Tov? It would be a Chiyuv to bring them to, uh, to Shul, not just a Minag Tov. So it sounds like Biralacha concludes not this way, but it sounds like the simple reading of the Shulchan Aruch that we're talking about even children below the age of Chinuch. So that's a second advantage of bringing children to Shul, is to be Mechanich them. In the uh, in the mitzvos, 
the the uh, and and then a, a a third reason, which maybe is not a halachic reason, that many people do bring children to shul, is that daddy wants to give mommy a break. Mommy can use a few uh, extra minutes of sleep on Shabbos morning if you get the kids out of the house and you get them to shul. So that will give mommy some time to uh, to relax a little bit, to rest a little bit. She's stressed out from the whole uh, week or whatever. So that is uh, you know it's 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 a very good thing to do to give mommy a break. It's just we can always question whether shul is the appropriate place to do that. Maybe the guy shouldn't go to shul. Maybe you should go take the kids to the park and uh, he'll daven some other time or he'll daven at a different minion or whatever. But that's, uh, that's a third reason that often people are motivated to want to bring the kids to shul. Why not? What would be the problem with bringing, bringing kids to shul? Mishbur writes in Simon Sadivav, Sivkat and Dalid, that having them in front of you can be a distraction. Having kids in front of you, they're so cute, it's hard to focus on a Kodesh Baruch Hu when you have these adorable little kids there that are, uh, that are in front of you and you're focused on them and are they behaving? And yeah, it's, uh, you know, they say that a parent who's so busy making sure that his kid is behaving and that he's sitting nicely and pointing to the words in the center for him so that when the kid grows up, he's gonna, he's gonna, that's what he's going to do. He's also not going to daven. He's also just going to be taking care of his kids and uh, pointing to the words in the sitter. The parents who, uh, who, who who davens the whole time, so when the kid grows up, he'll daven the whole time. Uh, the, so that's one, one issue. That's an interesting issue, the fact that it could be a distraction in Kavana. People don't often think of that. Kafachayim writes in one place that it, he, he thinks that it's, that, that it's problematic even to look at children while you're davening because all of your love and all your feelings of love should be geared toward HaKadosh Baruch Hu, similar to what the Ramah writes, that a person is not supposed to kiss children in shul because all love expressed in the Beis HaKnesses should be expressed directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Kavachayim even goes so far as to say, and even just you know looking at the children, you know caressing the child's cheek or whatever, that's an expression of love that's not appropriate for a shul. They say Rav Salvechik. I heard in the name of Rav Salvechik, but I'm not sure. I don't know if this is printed anywhere. That Rav Salvechik said that uh, one of the tainas he had against family seating, you know, he fought very hard in Melchamas Mitzvah against uh, you know taking down the mechitzas in shul, which was a very popular thing to do in the 1950s uh, across America. So he fought very very hard about. Mechitzas, and one of the many points that apparently he made was that it's not about hanging out together as a family. You know, the family that prays together stays together. That's not really our thing. The uh, you're, you're praying, it's, it's a very lonely experience with you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not supposed to be a family experience to, to be, uh, you know, that, 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 how could a person uh, be with his parents and with his children, whatever, and say, that I have no family, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is, is the only one that can, uh, that can save me. But a second and more common reason given not to bring very young children to shul is that very often it is a disturbance in the shul. And that's what Biralacha writes in Tafresh Petasivav that it's hard to imagine that when the Machaber says that it's a minaktov to bring kids to Megillah reading, it's hard to imagine he's talking about kids below the age of Chinuch. Because below the age of Chinuch they disrupt. And disruption, that's not okay. He says, Rak mevalbalin, magnavram. All they do is they mevalbal everything. So he says, what, what the Machaber must mean over there is that it's a minag tov to bring kids who are of the age of Chinuch rather than rely on reading the Megillah to them separately at home. Minag tov to have them participate in shul rather than at home. But below the age of Chinuch, he says they have no business being there. Um, the, uh, the, 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 not only that, the Magen Avram and Simon Sadi Ches of Katna Aleph writes that if you look in the Shlach Kadosh, 
He has very strong words, again, against those who bring children to Shul. Mishra Brew over there in Sivkat and Gimel writes that he, a little more expansively. What are they going to be doing in Shul? They're going to be playing, they're going to be running around. They're going to be Machal the Kedush, they're not going to have the proper covenant for the Shul. They're going to mess up the kavanas of other people. And what do you think they're going to do when they get older? They're also not going to respect the shul because they'll never have learned that shul is a place of Ema, Yira, Retas, Vizea, right? They're never going to learn that it's a, that it's a, place, a place of, of, of trepidation, of fear, of, uh, of Yer Shemayim. They're going to be Lishtabu, the Vazos, Kedushas, Beisak, Neses. Once at the age of Chinuch, bring them and teach them how to sit. Don't let them move. Teach them how to respond to the tefillah, how to participate in the tefillah. Shlach Kadosh goes even stronger. If you actually look up the the the, the lashon of the Shlach Kadosh, he describes what happens when the little kids are in shul. He says it's like being in the town square. They're like they're it's like they're playing in the park. You know, this one takes out his bag of toys, and this one brings out his bag of snacks. And he describes They get up to play with each other. This one hits that one. And this one's screaming, he hit me, and this one's crying. We've seen this. We've seen this, this scene play out in, in shuls. He goes even further. Kid is going to be and say, oh, look, water. Okay, so he'll make a little waterfall in shul. But the Shulach says, this is, uh, this is not right, that, uh, that uh, children should be, uh, who are of such an age, where they're not going to be able to sit properly to, uh, to be in shul to disrupt everything. This is very similar to the idea that you shouldn't cause a disturbance in general. The, the whole all Hilchus Tefillah is laced with these halachos about how not to do anything that will disrupt someone's kavanah. Don't walk in front of someone who's davening. Don't hold anything that you're going to be focused on rather than, than be focused on your tefillah. Have a makam kavua where you're used to and you're not going to be distracted. Daven right in front of a wall so that you're not going to see things that will distract you. Everything is about creating an environment where you won't be disrupted. So if you, you're bringing kids who can't help but to disrupt into a shul, you're ruining that environment that all of Hilchus tefillah is geared toward, uh, toward, toward building. Um, it's also a lack of cover for the Beis HaKnesses in general. If a kid has to bring out his uh, transformer toys and his whatever to, to entertain himself, so that, that doesn't really have a place in a Beis HaKnesses. That's a design to the Kedushas Beis HaKnesses. So uh, what often happens, though, is that a parent brings a child to shul because the kid promises, I'm going to behave. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to behave. And, 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 and But you... Father says, but it's going to be a long davening. Are you going to be able to behave the whole time? And the four-year-old, knowing that a long time means about 32 seconds, is about as long a time as they can imagine. That's about forever in their minds. They say, yes, I'll do it for a long time. But they can't imagine that it's going to go on for minutes and then, uh, then hours and whatever. They cannot. So then the kid starts misbehaving. So what do you do then? So first of all, here's what you don't do. You don't make a scene. And you don't start yelling at the child and getting angry at the child. It's not the kid's fault. It's the parent's fault. Right? That's that's a double passion. A child is a child. There's no reason, and so they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're acting like a child, but it's uh, it's not not the kids. It's not the kids' fault. It's the parents' fault. Second of all, the uh, the Shari Chuba writes in Kuf Dalit Sivkat Nalif 
that uh, if the child is disrupting, you're not allowed to talk in the middle of Shemona Esrei, but you are allowed to walk in the middle of Shemona Esrei. Pick the child up, even in the middle of Shemona Esrei, walk out of shul. Most people make that mistake. Instead, they sit there arguing with the kid, shul, shul, you know, whatever, trying to calm down, and it ends up causing a whole, uh, a whole scene. Much better, second he makes a noise, pick, you, you go one time shush, and he doesn't, pick him up and walk out of shul, and that's fine. That's better than talking during Shemona Esrei. So, Lemaisa, what should a person do in terms of making this, uh, this decision? Uh, so, first of all, I remember when my son, my oldest son, was about three, four years old, I was assistant rabbi in a shul in Lawrence, and Rav Shechter was there for Shabbos, and uh, Rav Shechter asked me at the end of davening, where's your son? I said, he's three or four years old, he's, he can't daven yet. He said, but can he sit quietly? Now, every kid is different. My oldest son happens to be, uh, you know, he's, he's very misudar, and, you know, he does what you tell him. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, he was able to sit quietly at that age the whole time. He said, if he can sit quietly, then you should bring him. Because being in that environment of Kedusha, if, it, if a child can be, if you could be mechanichim properly and not do an anti-chinuch by bringing him to shul, then of course, um, but if he, if he can't, then you don't, even if it's going to be till he's much, much older. Second thing is a parent has to be realistic. Um, you have to daven in a minion that they can handle. Uh, I love chazanus, so I'm going to go to the four and a half hour minion and expect that my kid is going to love it too and he's going to enjoy it. You have to be realistic about what kind of minion the child can handle or how much of davening the child can handle. Maybe you'll walk him home during, uh, during davening. You'll miss parts of davening to do it, but whatever, you have to, you have to take care of whatever you have to. You have to be realistic about the expectation. Maybe bring him to a mincha instead of bring him... And third thing is parents have to know that they can say no to a child, that they're still, parents are still the boss. And uh, if the child says, but I want to, so it's, it's fair for a parent to say, you know what, in my assessment, you're not ready yet. And maybe as a reward, if you uh, do well at Mincha, then I'll take you next time for Kabbalah Shabbos Mariv. And if you do well there, then we'll say, you know, to, to build up. And the parent has ultimately has the right to make that call. He does not, the parent does not have the right to make it on, to make, a, you know, to give in to their child because it's the path of least resistance if it's going to be on everyone else's so it's a great thing to bring kids to shul. Shuls should be kid-friendly places, but we have to make sure that it's a place where we're being mechanich the children, doing a service to them, not a disservice to them, mechanich them to, uh, to understand what the experience of being in shul is really all about.